0: you
2: are looking live it's hump day at tostitos championship plaza outside fort center at the star in frisco texas where it feels like 77 because it is 77 and the high today is 81 the low tonight is 54 and this is like one of those Sesame Street episodes. One of these what? things just don't belong. But there's three things that don't belong on this show today. <laughs> one that does. I am here.
3: Did that man say Sesame?
2: As normal. Sesame. But all these other people in this room with me are strangers to the show. So yes. what we are going to do? This is hanging with the boys, and it is brought to you by Wingstop each and every day, where flavor gets its wings. wings. Our producer is the same, Chris Beam, is rocking the. Ones and twos in the back. But we have a new crew. What do we call this? Is it White Christmas in October? Is that what we normally call oh, this? Why? You, called
1: it, you called it Sesame Street. So I
2: mean, it's all kind of different things. It's the yeah. ma- What are we calling this? The mashup? The mashup's it's the got mashup. its own show now, yeah. though, Is so it? we can't really call it the mashup. Nah, I call Media it the man. show swap. The show swap. show swap. Okay. We'll go with show swap. We're so,
3: swapping.
2: I am here as normal <laughs> in my swap, normal drop. seat. And we'll get to him in a minute, but it's going to be kind of... Like a normal show for me because I heard the only person that can out-talk Jesse Holly on any of these podcasts is the man that's in Jesse Holly's seat, which we'll get to him last here in a minute. So. Are you saying we all look alike? No, I'm not. I said talk. Oh no! <laughs> talk. Don't even start going down this road with me. Tater.
4: Jeez. We do not.
0: <laughs>
2: okay. What's going on with that? It's not is me. Nate in there? It's not it's me. Not that's, me. A, that's a Nate. That's a Nate Newton right there. I don't know what's going it's on. It's none in of this. us. Check your phones. computer. It's got house it's not Anybody me. got a phone going on? I think that's back there with you, Chris. <laughs> yeah, no, It is it's, not. Okay, it's, we're good now. It's done. Okay, we're good. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, show's off to a roaring star, <laughs> right. Just like a normal episode of hanging <laughs> hey, with the Boys. Right, it's done.
3: My bad. Let's go around
2: and do introductions since we'll be together for a couple of shows anyway. Today and then uh, Monday. 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 Yeah. So, yeah. this lovely lady to my left, would you like to introduce yourself to our oh, fans? Yeah.
4: Yes, I'm Aisha Morrison. I am on Girls Talk, Boys Talk every day. Can I sing it? Yes. Ayesha,
3: let's yes. go. I bet
2: you've never heard that before in your life have you?
4: <laughs> yeah, the worst is when my dentist is singing it right, as your uh, dentist. My dentist. I didn't know the song until my
1: while dentist. He was, while he was while he's working?
4: Yeah. He thought that it's would awesome. calm me.
1: okay or is it because you can't you can't say anything back to him that's
4: probably (laughs) yeah
1: you can't get back at him so give me
2: a little background tell me a little bit about yourself how'd you wind up on a podcast for the cowboys what's um well i'm a veteran
4: i served for eight years thank you for uh, that of course thank you for your service and uh after that i was trying to figure out what else i could do okay yeah oh my mic is yeah uh, you're way low well, tater. There you go. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, I was trying to figure out what it's else I can do. It's still low now
2: because you put it under your chin. What
4: What am I? It there keeps you go. falling.
2: <laughs> oh, we are off to a start here, ladies and gentlemen. This Come is on. my saint, Mike. We're cooking early. There you go. You're good now. This you're is my saint
4: right here, you're like good. I'm singing yeah, a solo in the church. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Okay, cool. But, um, yeah, I'm a veteran of eight years. Um, I got disabled when I was overseas my last deployment. It's like, what else can I do in this world? And I was pretty decent talking about football so i got on the youtube jane slater found me we started they started girls talk boys talk and i had the opportunity to do that and then do the draft show last year which was big lit and um yeah i'm here and i'm just trying to grow and i'm enjoying my time here
2: well glad you're here Mm -hmm. so you and the lead the new lead singer of journey have something in common y'all with both (laughs) y'all were both discovered on youtube
4: oh did That's, you know that? I don't even know what Journey is.
2: Oh, my goodness. Oh, well, this oh, man to your oh. left, I hope he knows a who. A whole show. Nice to meet you. I'm glad <laughs> you're on the me. show. Nice to meet you. Too. We'll get to that later. Uh, old school over here, Old Head.
4: Oh, no.
3: Without the baby oil. Mm hmm. Yeah. What's your name, sir? My name's Hecma Harrison. And uh, you have a nice radio voice. Thank there, you. Mr. Harrison. Uh, but I got TV face. Um, but the <laughs> thing about it is, no, <laughs> I, uh, the thing about it with me, I guess. Um, Man, Shannon, you know how I got here. Why are you doing this? Everybody know Our me, fans man. Don't. What are you talking There's, about? I've listen. I've been out hanging with the boys, man. Don't do play tried to with take me. My don't spot, don't I had to come you, back. I was, and boy, it. I was on you too. I, I was on you. I was on you like back. a cheap coat. I <laughs> I know. I know. Like I a cheap coat. How did you get here? Well, man, I, I I felt my way to success, and um, you know, thankful that I did. Um, I started off broadcasting, doing some free gigs with Chris Beam in the back. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I, you know, that's right. Man. And uh no man and just you know football is my, my my first love, mm-hmm. you know, and it's uh it's great when something you love loves you back. So I've been, you know, broadcasting, analyst, all of that for a number of years now. So I am on The Players Lounge.
0: There you go. That's,
4: yes, that's sir. a good way to put it. Yeah. What's, What's that? that? I mean, it's it's good when something that you love loves you back. Oh yeah, yeah that's, I've that's never that's heard a that way before. To put it's, it. yeah. Yeah. Nice, that's good. Smooth. Okay, that's good. I like
3: that. Smooth, smooth. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, <laughs> <it's> like butter. Like <laughs> butter. Like butter.
4: Go ahead and give Patrick his kiss. Yeah, and,
3: and this
2: butter. man that is Wind in <laughs> up, <laughs> the uh, the talker seat over here to my right.
3: That was it, I should have took this with you, it.
2: You, yeah, it's going to be like, a battle over here. There's the juju right there. Who are you, sir?
1: Um, Patrick no C. What? Walker. Um, you know, if you don't know, now you know, baby. Um, oh. So grew up grew up a Cowboys fan, uh-huh. but um, also you know I, I was just born as a writer, and ultimately you know went went off to school. Shout out to UGA, go Dogs! Um, finished my journalism degree there, but then didn't get into journalism right out the gate. Um, you know, my mom didn't think highly of it enough so went into a field I shouldn't have gone into which was banking and I was bored half out of my mind and you know just went through a kind of dark phase and then I kind of figured out you know how can I do what I love and kind of going back to what Heckman said, it's, it's love when something loves you back. Mm-hmm. So it kind of started blogging about the Cowboys, just putting my writing to my to my fandom, but I wanted to make sure that we shoot as objective as possible. You know, like, just take your feelings out of it and then just explain it from there. So that kind of became the, you know, the science thing and then, I, I was being playful with it at first, but then it really kind of took hold and everybody showed me love for it and that got me up to uh, 24-7 sports. I was there for several years. CBS Sports came and scooped me. uh was with CBS sports for seven years and then got the call from from Derek and Nick Eatman hey you want to you want to tap in and I think that's a rhetorical question the the answer is yes I absolutely want to tap in so um, started off here with talking Cowboys with Kyle and the crew last year you know training camp we got our stories from last year's training camp oh yeah tons of fun Um, but now I am on Cowboys break with Derek and uh, Ambar and Brian and today we're having fun with uh, hanging with the boys let's do it well the good yes, the science the girl the cool thing hanging, hanging with, with the boys well,
2: and girl hanging with us how about that for the next couple of days hanging with the folks i like that. the cool thing about all of us and for anyone that's listening you know everybody i'm sure hits you guys up because they hit me up all the time how do i get into sports how do i do this how do the cool thing about all of us Is we all did something we loved, and at some point we did it for free. Oh, 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 believe it! And and if you love something, oh boy, go do it as much and as often. Volunteer for everything. Show up. Showing up is ninety percent of life. That's one lesson I'm going to teach my three year old all throughout his life. Just go. Mm -hmm. Show up.
3: Be present. Just. But still send the invoice though, Chris. Sorry
2: about that. <laughs> See, some of us are more selfish than others. Some of us do it because we love it. Some of us do it because they love the paycheck you know, at the end of the week. But now we all, like you, you said, you did stuff for free in the back with Chris. Like, we all did stuff yeah. for, yeah, for did. free because mm-hmm. we loved it. And it was okay if it didn't work out. That's just what we wanted to do, and it worked out for all yeah, of
1: us. Yeah, I, I know specifically I could speak to that because there was a point when I was trying to figure out how to merge the, the writing with, you know, being a, a – NFL fan and Cowboys fan and I mean if you don't go the traditional route in journalism it's typically hard to crack in until now the blogosphere has kind of taken over I was blessed enough to be in the generation where we do have the blogosphere so mm-hmm. I was like you know what I'm going to create my own blog and I created my own blog it was on Blogspot when Blogspot existed wow, and, old school. Yeah, old school and I was like I don't care if I only have one reader and that reader is my mama I'm going to do this just just to put that energy out there, right? right? So um, it it became one reader, which became 10, which became 100. And fast forward, fast forward, I'm sitting here talking to you great folks. Uh,
4: I would say social media is just incredibly powerful um, because that's really how I got my start was I got on Twitter. And Cowboys Twitter is a powerful thing, if you haven't noticed. And so I just started talking to people and kind of getting on spaces and connecting. So for me, you know, if anyone's listening, it would be just just do it. Mm. Like I mean social media can be a scary place. It yeah. can be anxiety, you know, taxing, but at the same time, if you want it, you gotta go get it. You gotta put yourself out there. Yeah.
2: And that's that's in, that's even not just sports. That's whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you just started writing to get energy out. Yep, put put the it the on paper. Put it on a blog. Put it you put it out in the universe. It ain't gonna happen if you don't. Facts. So go do it. Facts. So you yeah. What you want. So cool. So we we all took different routes, but did it for love of the game. He, he which is by we the way, here. one of my favorite is. sports. All right, before we start, we've already started, actually. Favorite sports movie of all time? Ooh, Remember remember the Titans. Heckma. Oh, man. That's a tough one.
3: That's a tough one. Um, Give me top three. Any given Sunday has got to be number one. Okay. Uh, was it North Dallas Fort? One of them. Godly man. I'm, I'm I'm butchering it. Um, that's why I need Nick Eatman in here because he all these same the longest yard, longest yard. Yeah. that's two. And then there's another one. I can't I can't remember the name, but those are my first two. Those are your first two. Yeah. What about you?
4: Um, one of my favorites. I'm, I'm I'm a little younger than everybody here, so don't do me wrong. But um, Gridiron Gang. Okay. With the Rock, and I liked it just because it's based off of true events, and those mm-hmm. kids really did go through that, and just kind of yeah. the resiliency in it. So yeah, it was a good movie.
2: Yeah. Mine's probably for love of the game, baseball movie, but Kevin Costner. I just, like that way they told the story, and he was zoning in and out during the game and flashing back to different moments. Like I played ball, baseball, growing up, and when you get the zone, you just everything, you just don't realize what's going on. You I related? Love that the was your... I'm a baseball yeah, guy too. Where, where's the
1: natural in your uh, in your sports? It's up world? there.
2: It's top ten. I don't know if it's top five. I, mm. I think for love of the game's probably my, my only baseball movie. Oh. Here's a a League change. of Their Own? Nah. Oh. I don't you know what. I never watched all of it. Okay. The program. program. The program. program. Oh that yes, 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 yes. Very was, underrated movie. You got to watch tell the, all
3: that either. Oh. What's people happening? I don't know. You got to tell the people that Derek Jeter just walked by too.
2: That's what I heard. I didn't see him, I, yeah. so I can't say it with my own eyes. But Aisha, you saw him. I didn't At even know who seen he was. Him, but I didn't
4: she know.
3: big dog. <laughs> Derek Jeter. Did he? What Sean? What you? What you hit him with the? So, 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 so. They
4: were in here. They were so. looking at the screen. I was like, I just thought they were tourists." Leave. Y'all, come on.
2: That's okay. We'll let you sign. I tell you what, so. let's, take Sorry. An, let's take an early break now that we got intros out of the way.
1: No, J-Lo's ex, we're
2: going to come back, and ex, when we do, we're going to wing it because right this is ex, sponsored ex, so. by WingStop. Okay. All right. We're going to wing it. But I have a couple of questions I'll let you think about during the break. One, what is your overall grade for the Cowboys? I mean, it's early, but so far. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to go position by position and give them I love this this game. And then you can, you know, throw a little commentary in Uh, there and tell us why you think that. That that might last the whole show. It might not. We'll see when we come back on Hanging with the Boys and Folks.
0: Taking their great Dallas Cowboy seats. How's Wingstop sound? Crispy, juicy, classic wings. Made to order, cooked to perfection. And sauced and tossed in those 11 soul-satisfying flavors. Paired with hand-cut seasoned fries, house-made honey mustard, blue cheese, or signature Wingstop ranch. And, of course, spicy Cajun fried corn. I think you've heard enough. Get your flavor delivered at Wingstop.com. Back to Hanging with the Boys.
2: Welcome back to the second segment of Hanging with the Boys, brought to you each and every day by Blockchain.com. Thank you, Blockchain.com. And this is the, what do we call it, Chris? The
3: People Show? It is the people
2: show. show. But, I mean, the mix-up thing. Show
0: swap. Show, show swap. Okay. This is
2: the show swap, but this is hanging with the boys and the people show. And all that gets – the award winning – we actually made that up. We haven't won. <laughs> I'm like, wow, no, that's cool. No, Nate, Nate, I didn't Nate know. Nate made that up. We just rolled with it. So, so you
1: got to put the energy out there.
3: Yeah. you
2: yeah. put the energy it's out there. Put the number like one said, show on YouTube. Yeah. Put, it, like, cool. yeah, the, put it the, out there yeah, and it'll The most viewed uh, Cowboys Network show on YouTube. That's – our talk your that. talk, Jen. Talk your talk. I got to grab onto something, man. Talk your talk. I got to grab onto something. All right. There's two different ways to look at this question. Okay, so you can answer it either. I got to put this pin down so I quit clicking it. I think there was an expectation going into the season that I had. This is me personally. I'm speaking as a fan. And then there was an expectation I had after the first two games of the season, which was first I was like, okay, NFC Championship game or bust. And then it was like, after the first two games, okay, this is an elite team, Super Bowl or bust. So you can answer this question – I mean, the grade's still going to be the same. But I think what happened to fans is everyone got so excited after those first first two games. Defense is dominant. Offense isn't turning the ball over. They're playing a control offense. They're doing just what they have to do to keep the score where they need it. And then you hit, you know, Arizona game. And it's like, okay. They're not great, but they maybe that was just a bad game, and then you get dominated by San Francisco, and then now everybody's like same old Cowboys, same old <laughs> Cowboys, eight and eight, or first round of the playoffs, and we're out. Bounces, so I think. You have to kind of readjust your expectations, I think, as a fan, and reset and go, hey, this is still a good team. This is my opinion. This is still a good team. They might have to grind some games out, and it's not going to be like we thought it was after the first two games. But I think they're still going to be there in the end. There's a ton of football left, which is weird that the bye week's this early for the Cowboys. But after these – what are we, six weeks in? Six weeks in. After six weeks, Aisha, we'll start with you. What is your overall grade – for the Cowboys.
4: Oh my goodness! So I was struggling between a B minus and a C plus. Okay. Uh, so whatever is between there. B. What's between that? A B.
1: A B. Oh, it just feels,
4: <laughs> it feels like a. Put. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, overall at this point, I think you've seen your defense in different situations and what they're capable mm-hmm. of doing. But really, it's just the inconsistency from the offense that really is what kills the grade for me um obviously defense has had two rough showings with arizona and then with with san fran but other than that i mean even in this past game they kept you in this game for a good amount of time until your offense was able to go down and get a couple drives i mean they had the um the red zone stop and then off obviously the turnover on downs forcing them to to field goals i mean so i to me i think the defense is still the defense that we kind of thought it was going to be mm-hmm. even though they've lost some guys. But offensively, the inconsistency is what drops the grade for me. It's like trying to figure out what this offense is going to be moving forward and how they're going to implement things on a consistent level because we'll see some things, and then they'll just not exist the next week. So that's where I'm at. I You're guess. at a B. A-B. Okay.
3: Heckma. I'm going to go B+. I'm going to go B+. And it's a big difference. I, I, I wanted to go A-. Um, man, look, no one's the 72 Dolphins, and it's going to be a rocky road. Except um, maybe the 2023 Dolphins. Boom. mm you might be cooking with gas right now. Maybe. Maybe. But, you know, I figured there would be some ebb and flows in this in the season for this team. They're still very young, relatively young at, yeah. at positions. And so, look, bringing in implementing a new offense, all of those things, I'm, I figured it would have its growing pains. But even if you look at this team on paper, just from the beginning of the season, one of the more talented rosters in the NFL. So you, that doesn't change. Um, I think that what happened in Arizona was – you thought you were going to roll your helmets out there and just beat up on Arizona because you were thinking you, know, you were looking ahead uh, mm-hmm. a little bit. I, I believe that. you know. And we've had those games where the Cowboys have come out a little lifeless and gotten beaten uh, and, and just true to form.
2: Have we had those games?
3: I mean, Jeez. over the years, yes. And so that's I why know. you know, for Mike McCarthy now being 10-1 after a loss, uh, I think that's a good record for him, mm-hmm. but that's where I saw this team all along. Did I see them getting manhandled by the 49ers? No, mm-hmm. but just like we've had, you know, bad team, bad losses. We've had bad wins too, and so I'm going to take it however we can get it, right? I think it was a lesson learned uh, in San Francisco, but definitely this is a B plus team. But they have a tough rest of their schedule left, and they can either go up to the A plus A minus range very quickly, or all the way down to an F here Woo! <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a quick little while.
2: Let's hope not, because our fans will be. They're on the ledge now. Really, they was, they don't even need anybody to push them. They would yeah, just they would just let go and just and and fall if we if we could <laughs> just, just start plumbing. By the way, twenty twenty three Dolphins would never be the seventy two Dolphins because they already lost the game. But I mean, because okay. I think I personally thought the Cowboys were going to be the twenty twenty three Dolphins. I thought that was this type of offense. Mm,
1: but, I didn't think that quite yet because until you see it, you don't. You haven't seen it, right, right? But um
2: what about you, Patrick?
1: Where, I, I'm, I landed squarely on a B. On a B, um, okay. And, and the thing is, is anyone who thought the Cowboys were going to go into the bye week sits and know you don't. You're not paying attention to NFL football and the parody of NFL football. You're going to have tough games, and sometimes the ball doesn't bounce your way, and sometimes the officials don't throw the flag your way, like they, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> punt, uh, punt returns, for example. Yeah. Um oh, But I mean, you look at. The wins that they've gotten, I mean, they've absolutely decimated teams. And then, you know, people say, well, it was only the Jets. Oh, is this the same Jets that beat the Eagles? Okay, so this is what I mean when I say NFL parity. But then, you know, after blowing out – you bounce back from Arizona. I agree with Heckman. I think they rolled into Arizona thinking, oh, we're the big boys in town. We're going to handle this. And they got – you know they got handled, mm-hmm. didn't get manhandled like they get against San Francisco. But ten and one, it's a resilient team. They haven't lost two games in a row since mid twenty twenty one. They can take a punch and then bounce back and deliver one uh, in a big way. And then the question was, okay, not only can they respond after losing so badly in San Francisco, but. Another question was, how will they manage a close game? Mm. You know, how does that look for a Cowboys team that keeps blowing out teams when they're winning? We found out this week. We found out this Mm -hmm. week. Now we know they can win a close game and a close game on the road. Which Uh,
2: hasn't always been the case with
1: this team. Right, exactly. Yes. In the pre-McCarthy era. And also against a high-powered offense and a an offensive coordinator that knows you well.
2: And had this date circle.
1: And had this date circle. So <laughs> all of those things were working against the Cowboys and they went into so far and they handled their business and they punctuated like they did with the Micah Sack, uh, Stefan Gilmore. So I'm I'm right there at a B.
4: Yeah, I wanted to say uh I'm really glad Dak Prescott said that. He actually said that in his uh presser after the game that he told the guys, like, this is what this is, y'all. You know, Because you, you do have a fairly young team. And he reminded them, like, this is this is how games are going to be. they are mm-hmm. not going to be these blowouts every week like we were doing early in the we season. We got
2: spoiled two games. Yeah,
4: there. yeah, and I thought that was good to hear from your leader to kind of, you know, say that and let these guys know that that's a that's a thing, that that's what's gonna, this is kind of how games really go in the NFL. You're not just going to be blowing people out every week.
1: But another positive that goes to me giving them the B is they didn't – they didn't scoreboard watch the the 49ers losing and the Eagles losing mm-hmm. and, and kind of roll in and say okay well you know we can breathe a little bit because no they went in and said we have to capitalize off of those two yeah. teams losing and now they're five and one they're five and one Detroit Lions let's not overlook the Lions they're playing some really good football so three teams five and one and you're at four and two going into your bye week two weeks to get healthy two weeks to reset two weeks to figure out some things for the LA Rams who now have to come home after four road games in the first six yeah that's a solid B for me four
2: mm-hmm. and two. No, I love it.
4: What you got? <laughs>
2: no, I love it. Man. You, you said, "You said the leader of this team." <coughs> mm-hmm. Who? That's your opinion. It's a great opinion. Mm. Who's your leader of this team? It's Dak.
3: It, it's definitely Dak.
2: Consensus. Dak. You think Dak's the leader?
3: Uh, man, that's tough. I'm going with Micah. And, and the reason I, I say Micah is because this team is going to go as far as your defense is going to take them. I think – look, it's no knock on Dak. And and I think that Dak will take having a – what we consider to be a very good defense. If you could, let's just say, be the quarterback of the 2000 Baltimore Ravens. You'll take that position knowing that all I got to do is not turn the ball over, not make any stupid decisions with with, with the ball. And my defense can take us home. We can get a lead. We can get up out of here with a dub, right? So I'm saying, Michael, because of the production and everything that he has started to represent for the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, look, Dak has had that. He's been the leader for a a very long time of this team. I just think this young, hungry defense led by Michael Parsons, that's – and really – does it really matter? Who's the, you mm-hmm. know as long as long as it's done, as long as right. this team right. and and I and I you interview enough coaches, coaches love that when you get to a point in the season that the team is working everything out. Mm-hmm. Your leaders on the team are leading the workouts, they're leading the the film study, they're leading. That's what you did. And I'm sure for Mike McCarthy, that's what he wants to see from his team. So. That's
1: an excellent point because there there's more than one leader in that yeah, locker room, Correct. Right? So Micah Tank. Dak, even a guy that just got here, and like Stephon Gilmore, for example, CeeDee Lamb. You look on the special team side, C.J. Goodwin. Even you know with the injury, he was on the flight out. He was out there at SoFi coaching up those young guys mm-hmm. on special teams, right? Um, so it, this is a group that has so many leaders that we could sit here and rightfully have a conversation about who's the here's the new word, leadingness leader in <laughs> in the locker room. Right. But the, but the fact that we can have that conversation is kudos to the culture over there. Yeah,
2: and and you. You're right. It doesn't matter. It's fun for us. To, a lot of things we talk about do, yeah. doesn't matter. They're just fun to talk about and they keep us all employed. So, but you're right. And everybody leads in a different way. Right. There's silent leaders. There's guys that don't say nothing that can just look at a dude and you're like, Oh, okay, let me get back in line. There's dudes that are very vocal. There's dudes that are very vocal within Mm -hmm. their position group, but they kind of yield a little bit to another guy whenever it gets kind of loud.
3: And it's crazy how dollars and cent get thrown up in there. You think the guy that's getting paid the most should automatically be the leader of a team. So, I mean, that's just with the quarterback salaries. period. I'm just saying with the way that this team is constructed Mm -hmm. and how they're getting these victories, I think you rely so heavily on your defense and, Oh, Oh, by the way, you may have one of the generational talents on your team in Michael Parsons. Yeah,
2: totally agree. I mean I don't think there's a wrong answer. Like one of my one of my leaders in the locker room is J Ron Kurst. Absolutely. Because he's, you know, if you if you've been back in the tunnel when they run out, he's the one that breaks them mm-hmm. down. He's the one that's very vocal. He's we call him on our show straight jacket. Because before the game, he's all cool and he's nice, and you meet him, he's real polite and soft-spoken. And then as soon as the uniform comes on and the helmet, before they run out, he, I don't even know who he. He's screaming, he's yelling, he's got his eyes are lit he's up. Flip the switch. So, so ball, flip you know, the switch. Yeah, flips the switch for sure. You mentioned five and one teams. Mm-hmm. There's five of them, right? Mm-hmm. Miami, Kansas City, Philly, San Fran, and Detroit. You know what? Four of those five have in common. What's that? They all play the Cowboys. Mm. Is this the toughest schedule they've had in a long time? Just I mean this yes. early in this in the season, you can tell. But those are Miami dominant. Kansas mm-hmm. City not dominant this year, but still Italy, they're City. good. Philly pretty not maybe not dominant but pretty close. San Fran dominant. Detroit right now dominant. dominant. Yeah, I mean right out of the gate.
3: Well, no this matter how you look at it Shannon they're going to be a battle tested squad when yep. they go to the playoffs you look at that those teams that you're talking about right there the bills uh even though they've lost two games mm-hmm. that's that's going to be a tough squad to I almost up on the tie Rob uh and the Giants come on now you know so <laughs> Seattle another tough another mm-hmm. tough team yes this is a tough and you think about these teams last year two years ago you nobody would have said Miami was a tough out or mm-hmm. a lot of these teams were a tough out but now just like Detroit they've built through the draft they have their coach that they want, and the the culture change is evident in in Detroit now. Can they sustain that? Because this is, I think, a, aside from the, their quarterback who's been to the Super Bowl, not many of those guys have that type of experience. So, and also a very young squad as well. So, yeah. I mean, hey, we got a lot of people going to be gunning for us. And you're right, man. It's a tough, tough schedule. Yeah, you yeah. brought
4: up the early bye You know, you, this this buy yeah. being early. I think that. That plays a role in how tough this schedule is, too. I mean, I appreciate the buy right now, just kind of for what it is, but then you start looking at that and you think to yourself, like, well, maybe, you know, a buy later in the season would have been nice in this situation with going up against this gauntlet True. of teams, you know?
1: Yeah, the, don't the schedule is brutal. Don't, I mean, when you looked at the schedule release in April, you're mm-hmm. like, wow, four road games in the first six. Two of those are back to back Cali games, and, and then you got the Week Seven bye, which is a little bit early. So that, that that makes the final stretch that much longer. But then look at who you're playing, right? In this next half, and then look at where you're playing in this right. next. You got to go to Buffalo <clears> in December. December, that ain't. So yeah, to your point, nice they're going like to be battle tested. So um,
2: you know, mount up and ride. Mm-hmm. What's your before we go to our next break? Aisha, Hmm. biggest surprise this season? Could be positive, could be negative, just something that you're like, wow, didn't see that.
4: Dang. Okay, Um, let me come back. Yeah, because I'm sure I'm this like, guy's I'm got thinking.
1: plenty. Of I got those. one. I mean, I got a, a couple, but I'm just going to go with Brandon Aubrey. I, I could not be
2: the one. You know, we talked about this on our show. The one, the one area out of every position I'm group you. that we thought, okay, this this is a problem. The, we thought it was else, be the biggest problem. Everywhere else, we were good. Oh, we're good here. We're good here. We're good here. No, we got depth here. We're good mm-hmm. if this 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 and this dude go down. The kicker, we got a problem. Psst, perfect.
1: Brandon Aubrey. <laughs> He came in as it's a, a camp goal. body. It wasn't even the first sign. It was Tristan Viscaino. He comes in trying to battle for a job against Viscaino. They both look just terrible in the blue-white practice. It leads to Tristan getting cut, and then a switch flips, and Aubrey goes on a tear. Looked good in the, uh, for the remainder of camp, looked good in the preseason, and then, of course, he misses the first extra point. Then everybody's like, oh, here we go. <laughs> Rookie
2: kicker came. Well, uh-uh. well what's nope.
1: happened since then? Like 16 for 16 yeah. right now, three away from breaking the NFL all-time record. He's blown past Dan Bailey's franchise record to start an NFL career. I mean, you just – he's butter, baby. He's <laughs> butter. So, yeah, for me, it's Brandon Aubrey, hands down. But about you, Heck? I'm going to go with
3: uh, Marquise Bell uh, playing linebacker. That Um, That
2: dude is too small to be playing linebacker. I didn't
3: think think that Dan Quinn's vision for him as a player included linebacker. I knew Mm -hmm. that he was just kind of J. Ron Curse. Ish in the way that he, that the coverage was a little eh, but I thought that his run stuff and ability was obviously there, which Mm -hmm. you see. But um, that's what what makes Dan Quinn a visionary and mastermind, when you could take a guy like number 14 and turn him into an undersized linebacker and you don't miss a beat. I think versus San Francisco, and people pointed this out, versus San Francisco, he got exposed in a way before being undersized, but you're not going to face a scheme like that in a long time. So, I mean, I really love the way they're using 14. Yeah, I do too.
4: All right, so for me, it's going to be how the left side of this offensive line is Mm. like, how things transpired. Um, Number one, the fact that Chumi Doga actually ended up being like a consistent swing. I was very surprised by that. Um, Tyler Smith being your left guard. Like, I thought listening to them last year that he was for sure going to be your tackle. I didn't expect I didn't know what was going to happen with Tyron and Tyler in that regard as with the left tackle position. Yeah. So for me, I think it's just I'm surprised that Tyron Smith is still your left tackle right now and Tyler, who I thought was your tackle right now, is your left guard. Yeah. Uh, that was a big surprise to yeah. me that they stuck to their guns with that.
2: Yeah. Mine's kind of tied to yours. Mm-hmm. One, what's going on with the offensive line cuz oh, I did not I did not see that coming and then but the big, the big, that what plays into what's going on with the passing game, because I, yeah. I thought CD's ready to be a top three receiver. <laughs> Brandon Cooks is going to take the top off and help him become that that top three receiver. Gallup between Gallup and you know whatever combination after him, Tolbert, Tolby, Brooks, yeah. whatever. That was going to be a solid number three, and then your tight ends. I felt really good about where they were at, even though Schultz was gone. I thought, okay, these guys are good, but the inability to go down the field boggles my mind. And I, and, and we've talked about it on our show, and it seems to be a consensus of it's a little bit of everything, a little bit of how they're using personnel, mm-hmm. how the you know the blocking of the offensive line, Dak trying to figure things out. Which is a whole, you know. You could spend a whole show on Dak. You know our our, know our fans. You know what? And that talk about that when we come back. It it doesn't matter who the cowboy, the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys quarterback is. There you go. You're going to have a problem with it. Let's go. get y'all's thoughts on Dak there and where he's go. at in his in his career and and with this team. When we come back on the last segment of hanging with the boys, the people show.
0: Get your flavor delivered at wingstop.com. SeatGeek has your back no matter what kind of Cowboys fan you are.
2: Welcome back to the last segment of the People Show. Hanging with the boys: Shannon Gross, Aisha, Morrison, Heckma, Harrison. And Patrick Nosey-Walkerson. Yes. Nice. (laughs) Nice. I like that. Okay. We are hanging with the folks this week. Well, today and Monday, anyway. Yeah. And anyway, it's the last segment. Last segment is Mm -hmm. brought to you each and every day by Jigsaw, the official dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. And tune in to our next show. At two o'clock, the players' lounge, which features Nui Scruggs, the regular there, our buddy Jesse Holly, Everson Walls, and Jess. How do you say Jess's last name? Navarez. Navarez Navarez Navarez. Well, Navarez. Okay, it's Val, right? And Jess. Oh, that's good.
1: Did you say so Ve? Yeah,
2: that'll be a good show.
4: Yeah, she, she's
1: going to watch this, and one of us is going to get a text. <laughs>
4: that'll be. That'd be a good, I thought it was Navarez. Good show. I'm country. Just let me. be. Where are you from? I'm from here. I'm from Oak Cliff. Oh. <laughs> Where are you from? Oak Cliff. Are you? Yeah.
2: Where are you from? Georgia.
4: He's from Georgia.
2: That's country. Oak Cliff ain't country. i take that.
4: I mean. Okay. I'll
1: take that. Where at where at Georgia? Born and raised Savannah. Spent a lot of time in
2: Atlanta. Okay. The Savannah parts country. Oh, most definitely. That's a big city for. Atlanta's 40. still country. You can have an
4: accent and still be from the city. Yeah, but
2: an accent doesn't make you country. Well, <laughs> oh, oh, in, in fairness. Fact. West Monroe, Louisiana. Let's go. <laughs> country. Now what? <laughs> okay, never mind. Com- West du- Monroe. Coma Duck Dynasty. Let's go. That's country. West
4: Monroe. That's country. <laughs> country. Trump's
2: my country. West Monroe.
3: It's the Duck Dynasty. <laughs> from the Dynasty. top rope. I got my
2: haircut just for you guys.
3: <laughs> West Monroe. I love it. And mean, it's smooth and hey. clean. Thanks. Monroe, baby. It's good when <laughs> Spend some time coming through Monroe. Here we go. Uh, have you? Yes. It smells like doo-doo. Yeah, it's almost made it's, a, tough, it's yeah, a tough spot. There you go. I you almost say. I almost no. took it. I was yeah. like, nah, no, we're not gonna like, go. we'll smells like it money. There. Yeah. Because we say the paper mill yeah. it
2: it smells, smells, like smells like money. money. Yeah, that's the only job you can get by getting Going to going to Gremlin.
3: Oh, y'all got a paper y'all got a
2: paper
1: mill too. So yeah, I know your country because Savannah got a paper mill too. Yeah. So if you got a paper mill in the middle
2: of your town, then your country. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yep. Huge. I speak in different languages to me.
2: Yeah, gram. So Interesting fact: Monroe slash West Monroe is kind of like Dallas, Fort Worth, Minneapolis, Saint Paul. They're right there, kind of the same city. Three major universities within 30 minutes of each other: Mm. University of Louisiana Monroe, Grambling, and La Tech.
4: Sound like a lot of traffic, and I don't like it. But it's
2: not. That's the thing. There's no traffic because nobody leaves. They're not. They're they're commuter colleges. Everybody lives. Mm on campus or right there in the town.
3: So. Drive the speed limit. Yes. Well, you've
2: been, you've been <laughs> so Monroe.
0: Drive,
3: drive the speed limit. Especially if, <laughs> yeah, in Monroe, for sure. Yeah.
2: All right, let's talk about Dak.
3: We haven't really talked about Dak. Oh, you're about to make some people mad today.
2: Probably. I mean, why not? I mean, our fans are mad. Our yes. fans are They we're they're already pissed off six games in. We're trash. It's the same old Cowboys. They're mm. going 8-8, eight and eight, you know, whatever. <laughs> they got spoiled the first two games. Games. No one remembers Quincy Carter, and then what has, happ- what has happened? Oh, after, what has happened after? What has happened after Troy?
3: Absolutely do. I remember Steve Palour. <laughs> so, no, come go, on. They go way back. Yeah, everybody
2: forgets though. They yeah, forget okay. the, the string of Quincy Hubble. and Chad Hutchinson Jeez. and mm-hmm. Bledsoe and Testaverde. goes <laughs> <and laughs> on. You <know>, all that <laughs> like. <laughs> and, and then you Matt got. Castle. And Brandon Whedon. Yeah. How,
1: how Wheaton was supposed to
2: come <laughs> in and oh, save yes. the day.
4: Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Yes.
2: Oh, yeah.
4: I was, I was around for <laughs> that. Anthony Wright. Anthony Wright. Oh,
2: God, no. And then you back into <laughs> Tony Romo. You back, back into that totally situation. Totally back into that. And everybody loves him until they hate him. Mm-hmm. And then, you True. know, and then and then you back into that. Yeah, dad. I was, gonna say, yeah, you, I was you to say, you basically backed the into back that, too. That's and a fourth-round comment. Yes. And then you and you love him until you hate him. And now everybody's, he's eight years in, and he's not getting it done, and blah, blah, blah. So, one, my question is, what do the fans want you to do? You married, you married the guy when you paid him the money, right? Yeah, you did. And he's still... In that top half, I would put, I would say maybe this year, might have, maybe he's regressed a little bit, but he's always been not that elite tier, but he's been in that, that probably that second tier. No, right? I love that. So, where are you guys on Dak? Cause it is eight years in. I think you can win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott. Do I think he can go out, play from behind in a lot of games and go win you games? I'm not sure. I, I don't think so. I think
1: Heckman's doing the Birdman hand rub. He's ready to go in. He is. No, I'm just... We're going to let you go no, first. I like, you go, you go, go in. But I
2: think he's a good quarterback. I, I saw think, it. I think he can win you a Super Bowl. I need him to go show me when the game's on the line and I'm playing any one of these five teams: yeah. Miami, Kansas City, Philly, San Fran, Detroit. Bring me back. Bring me back and win the game in the fourth quarter. And and and. Uh, but I'm in on Dak. I think you can win a Super Bowl with him. I think probably seventy-five percent of our fans right now are like, "There's no chance." That's just that's just cowboy fans. They wouldn't care who the quarterback was, right? So, where are you guys at? We'll start with you over there, hand
3: rubbing and no man. I, I, you know, I really, I want to know where, this, where the conversation was going. Uh, Patrick, I read all your stuff. It's great. I want to tell you that right now, man. Thank you, You're doing sir. A Appreciate it. Bomb job right now, uh, Aisha. I watch all of your stuff. Um, so I know you're a Dak. Both of you guys are DAC supporters. Yeah. So I'm in right good man. company right, right man. now, right? Um, but my, is there a but? No. Oh, okay. You're no DAC supporter coming. too. Okay. Uh, but what I, where I'm going with this is that eight years in, I have I have lowered my expectation. I've lowered my expectation based off of where he, when he had Zeke, when he had uh, Cooper, mm-hmm. the pieces around the him. pieces around him that made him. Uh, elevate his play. I've seen him come down from behind in the Detroit the excuse me, the Green Bay playoff game to almost win that game. I've seen him have miraculous moments as a quarterback. But now that I'm at year 8, here's where I am with it. And I and I'm and I believe that everyone around should should have the same expectation that you shouldn't expect for Dak to be Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. You sh- you, and that's not a knock on him. I'm just saying he ain't that. There ain't. That's fair. <laughs> the only one that is, <laughs> that is <laughs> Patrick Mahomes yeah, He's the one who's <laughs> it's <laughs> it's the but, one who's there. But I think I think when you have Tom Brady, when you have Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers and you have those other players, you have the you want to compare right. to what the best is, and it's like nah, man, mm-mm, that's not the one. There's I There's three of those in the, the world. In the world. World. In the world. In the world, Craig. (laughs) But 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 I think you confuse that because you you want that. You want you want your quarterback to be all right, we're down by twelve, it's five minutes. He could get it done, you know? He's a guy that's going to need talent around him. He's going to need a defense to back him. Last season with the interception, it, that wasn't Dak. No. That wasn't that wasn't who he has been as a quarterback. Do I believe he can lead us to a Super Bowl? Yes, Shannon. But I don't think he can do it like Mahomes can do it with just the tight end as his number one receiver. I don't think that he can, like some of these other guys. You got to have it, the pieces. Right? You have to have the pieces around him, but I think that Dak has shown me enough character-wise as a leader, that as we've talked about about that he can be that guy at a point in your season where there's a lull or even in the playoffs that can circle the wagons and get guys ready to play. He knows this is it. it who else knows that – he knows this is it, mm-hmm. and this is his opportunity, this is his chance. Maybe the offense isn't doing him any favors right now, but if this offense continues to churn it out get these red zone opportunities, we might get to the end of the year if, this, if Mike McCarthy, if, 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 can get, take advantage of those red zone opportunities, and this offense can be the best that we've seen in a number of years.
1: Tap
4: in. Well, because oh, I was like, I thought she was going to go. But, nah, I mean, I think you said some really key things as far as, like, him being able to – I've seen him come back in games. I've seen him be productive. I mean, quite honestly, we we keeping it a buck. He did it the other night. I mean, this offensive line struggled. Like, I mean, you had guys like Zach Martin having four pressures. This offensive line struggled. And from what Mike McCarthy said, you know, the, uh, the defense of um, the Chargers, they threw some things at them defensively <laughs> that they hadn't seen. And he navigated that and improvised, and he willed them. There was a determination in him in this okay. game that reminded me of those moments where we saw in Green Bay and stuff like that, where he's like, "Nah, uh, uh-uh. uh, I don't care if this, is, it's, all this stuff is going on. I'm gonna win this game for you." I thought that was important for him to see and to get a feel for. But I do, I do feel the same way as you. It's like I think he can win you a Super Bowl. I think he's more than productive in that way. This guy's had three different coordinators, and I think that matters at this point. And so right now, for him, I'm. Trying trying to I'm waiting for whoever is coaching him to find his sweet spots figure out what he does well (laughs) I like that what he does well we see what he does well we got to see a lot of the things he does well the other night stick to that you know play to his strengths and I I feel like with that that's going to open everything up he's developed as a passer he's developed he's developed as a quarterback in itself I'm I'm fine with where he is right now but I do agree that this, the, the coaching and everything matters in this situation yeah. uh, and I do agree also that it is that time it's about that time and I'm sure that <laughs> these guys understand that this is a big year for all of them and I, I'm hoping too that towards the end of the year they can get it sorted out and we have a productive offense.
1: I'm in on deck um but I think the problem that people have is a lot of people, not everybody, I'm not going to generalize, because we have a, a, a large fan base, of mm-hmm. very intelligent, high football IQ folks. And I'm not, what I'm about to say is not about them. <laughs> it's about the other folks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Those other folks can't walk and chew gum at the same time. So that, that argument that you just laid out about Dak, that was layered, accurate, and you hit on a lot of points, even though the points don't always, you know, so it's like oil and vinegar can exist at the same time. Dak can win the Super Bowl. But it's fair to say the expectation is probably down a little bit for a variety of reasons. The interceptions, we agree, last year, that was not Dak Prescott. But I think the Cowboys coaching staff has swung the pendulum too far to the left and said, well, where were the majority of your interceptions? Deep middle? We're not going to let you throw deep middle. Say that. So he's being shrunk a little bit. Mm -hmm. So that goes to, well, maybe we're not going to see the Dak Prescott that threw 4,900 yards, 37 touchdowns with the Amari Cooper and Ezekiel Elliott and stuff like that. Maybe we won't see that. But as far as ability goes, we've seen that this quarterback has the ability when the game is on the line to rally the troops and and drive down the field and win the game. We've also seen him be, even in games where it's not going so well, be that psychological leader for the team that keeps them from dropping their head on the sideline. We can we can do this. We can do this. We can do this. But this is not the Marinelli era. This is not the Mike Nolan season. This is the Dan Quinn era and this Cowboys team goes as the defense mm-hmm. goes. That's what's going to win this Cowboys team a Super Bowl. It's going to be the defense. Dak Prescott just needs to know uh, that there will be times where your defense has a bad game. We've seen it twice already. Yep. They have a bad game. Now when that happens, we need to see dirty Dak What we saw against the Los Angeles Chargers, that was Dirty Dak. Mm -hmm. That was Dak saying, oh, this protection is breaking down. I'm not going to sit here and just wait to be sacked. I'm not going to sit here and wait to lose eight yards. I'm gone. I'm out of here. Oh, well, here's the read option. He took him. The linebacker took a misassignment. Okay, green. I'm taking off. 18-yard touchdown, 11-yard run. Uh, Extend the play off a broken tackle. Escape the sack. Long enough to see Tony Pollard escape. Bam. That turns into a 60-yard play. That's Dirty Dak football. Mm -hmm. So I think that because we have seen him be able to do that combine that with the defense that they have yes dak prescott in this variation can win the cowboys a super bowl is he the same dak we saw in the cooper years that's to be determined cuz we don't need, we still don't know what the texas coast offense looks like just yet <laughs> <laughs> they just got brandon cooks involved say that 2 days ago Dirty deck. On a route that. Yeah, dirty deck. On a
0: route. (laughs) A route that's not even. Bring back dirty deck.
1: That's not even his specialty. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Running
2: across the back
0: of the. Listen, Mississippi State
1: deck, that's dirty deck. That's dirty deck. That's dirty deck.
2: deck. I agree Because that's when he's his best.
1: (laughs) That's when he's his best. I agree. When he can improvise. I I feel like those first five games, for the most part, we'll we'll throw New York out the window because, uh, and just for. for a good reason because they had such a lead you didn't need to take those risks right. then it was raining in, in New York so whatever but post Jets I just feel like he's playing too much inside of a box and that's not Dirty Dak yeah. right so let what we saw in Los Angeles at SoFi plays breaking down Dak is out of there plays breaking down whoop 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 Dirty Dak mm. somebody just changed their Twitter
3: handle right there Dirty, dirty, dirty Dak. Yeah, dirty Dak.
2: I mean, I, Dak listens to Hanging with the Boys every day. So, Dak, there you go. We are all on board. We have faith in you. We just need more need Dirty, 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 dirty Dak. Dak.
0: We need Dirty Dak. Dirty oh, Dak.
4: Oh, and Dirty Dak also could be... I, <laughs> I'm y'all, so glad
0: we're out of time because this is about to go. I know where it's about, about
4: to go. <laughs> but I was about to say that I also think Dirty Dak is also making some business decisions at the line of skirmish sometimes. Maybe <laughs> That's sometimes. what Dirty
3: Dak is all about, yeah, baby. Yeah,
4: <laughs> all about business.
3: Let's go.
2: Okay. Y'all are going to jail. <laughs> I'm, All right, We gotta get I'm out of here. Monday. Get we'll get back in the weeds Monday. We it's didn't even so get to over. positions. We'll do that Monday. It's so, it's so much. Now that we got the uh, comfort factor, yeah, Monday yeah, Monday, you finally got it. It's going downhill <laughs> it's <laughs> it's now. <laughs> all right. Hey. Good seeing no see. Heckma, yes, good yes, hanging so out. Yes, Aisha, <laughs> nice to do a show with you. Chris, thanks for keeping us on the air. We'll be back Monday hanging with the folks.
0: <laughs>